Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. This week, four democracy advocates were executed in Myanmar, a year and a half since the military seized control from the civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi. Today, Human Rights Watch Deputy Asia Director Phil Robinson on the first executions in 30 years, why he fears there's more to come. I'm Phil Robertson. I'm the Deputy Asia Director for Human Rights Watch. Phil, where are you right now? Well, uh, I am actually in on the road between Konkan and uh, Bangkok. Uh, so actually, I'm uh, at a service station right now. Uh, you know, it's been a very busy week. So uh, just t- returning to Bangkok as, as I speak. Mm-hmm, just at a, a pit stop. Yeah, exactly. Okay. A huge week for you because of these executions in Myanmar. Among the four men executed by the Burmese military was an activist known as Ko Jimmy. Yes. You'd met him before. What were your impressions of him? This was a dedicated human rights activist. This is someone who came up uh, in the 88 movement against military dictatorship at, at that time. Violent protests. Burma's president, Sein Luin, resigns. No successor has yet been named and unrest is still reported in some parts of the country. We have the latest developments and examine the chances now of peaceful... Political- uh, this is someone, you know, who had the bravery of youth and now the wisdom of uh, experience and age. Uh, he had spent a, a number of years in prison uh, under the previous military governments and this is a guy who is a real leader. He was also someone who also, I would say, was not taken in necessarily by one political party or another. And by that, I mean also uh, by Aung San Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy, which promised a lot but delivered very little uh, in terms of uh, human rights issues in Myanmar during the time it was in power. But we thought he was just going to be held in detention. We thought, you know, this uh, death penalty was a bluff because, of course, Myanmar had not uh, implemented the death penalty in well over 30 years. So we and everyone else were were shocked and, uh, frankly, uh, astonished that uh, they went through with this and it's, it's just very, very sad. Mm. Tell me, how was he executed? The execution in Myanmar is done by hanging. Uh, there was no advanced information provided to the families by the, about the execution. Uh, and we understand now that uh, the authorities are refusing to return the bodies uh, of the executed uh, political prisoners to the families. Uh, we also understand that the bodies may have been actually cremated, and um, that refusal also uh, covers providing the ashes. So, uh, you know, cruelty uh, compounded, frankly. It is uh, completely unprecedented. It's outrageous. Mm, so three other pro-democracy activists were also executed. They included a, another high-profile man who was commonly known as Zayata. Who was he? Well, you know, he was uh, actually a hip-hop artist, uh, was someone who was considered to be a representative of Myanmar youth. Someone clearly who uh, had the 
interests and ideas of the younger generation uh, first and foremost in his mind and was seen as a, a close aide to Aung San Suu Kyi and uh, was arrested and, 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 and hung like the rest of them uh, simply because of his activities to resist the coup. The details of what he actually is alleged to have done are not very clear uh, because the trial itself uh, was behind closed doors. It was in front of a military tribunal, not a civilian tribunal. And, and our assessment of this is that it was not free or fair. If the regime hasn't executed anyone for 30 years, Phil, why has it done it now? What's led up to this? Well, there's two thought processes about this. The first one is that uh, they are trying to intimidate the Burmese people, and I think that is quite clear. The second aspect of it is that they're desperate, uh, that this is a military regime uh, that is facing a massive opposition from the people, uh, a determined opposition that is really uh, countrywide and is growing. Uh, while at the same time, the military itself is stretched uh, uh, even more thinly uh, by the resistance against their actions, uh, by the, the rise of uh, local militia uh, that are attacking military and police targets. And so they've decided that they need to pull out all the stops. Uh, and the concern right now is that we're going to see more executions taking place because uh, our latest figures that there's 117 people who are uh, on death row who have been convicted like uh, Ko Jimmy and the other three in front of military tribunals on fabricated, politically motivated charges uh, and who may be executed any time. And right now we're tracking rumors coming out of Myanmar that there may have been more executions uh, in the last 24 hours, but we have not been able to confirm that yet. You mentioned the large number of pro-democracy activists that are in jail at the moment. We know Aung San Suu Kyi was detained after that coup in 2021. What's happened to her? Well, she has uh, been uh, convicted on a number of politically motivated and frankly bogus charges. Uh, it appears that the tactics for the military is to uh, weigh her down with uh, so many years of prison sentence that she will never see freedom again. Uh, she's 76 years old. Uh, I think they want to put her away for the rest of her life. No one has seen her except her lawyers. Her lawyers have faced um, uh, threats of criminal action uh, and have gag orders against them uh, to speak out against any sort of, inf provide any information publicly about what has happened at the, at the closed-door trials where she has been tried. And there are literally dozens more charges that have been stacked up against her. Mm. How big a role, Phil, can a nation like Australia play? Uh, Foreign Minister Penny Wong says she's appalled. She says the government is considering sanctions. To take that further. Targeted sanctions, I think you know, there is a, um, you know, a strong case uh, that has been made. Um, they are something that is under active consideration by the Australian government. Well, it's time for Australia to get off the fence. Uh, you know, it's ridiculous that... Australia has been such an incredible laggard in the consensus of like-minded countries to at least uh, uh, do some limited sanctions, uh, targeted sanctions against the military and its business interests. Uh, it should have already happened. It should happen now. And, and, it, and it reminds me, I mean, after we saw uh, the Australian citizens uh, executed in Indonesia several years back, 
you know, there was all this big talk uh, in Canberra about how opposition to the death penalty was going to become a core element of Australian foreign policy. Well, where is it? Uh, where is that policy? You know, what we're looking at right now is a military regime in Southeast Asia that has executed four political prisoners and is threatening to do more. You know, what level of outrage is required for Canberra to actually step up and do something? So I would hope that uh, the foreign minister and the new government uh, would find the, the courage of their convictions and catch up with the rest of the international community and hit Myanmar with the kind of sanctions that are really required. Mm. Australia has been concerned about the Australian economist Sean Turnell, who of course was imprisoned uh, at the time of that coup, and Australia has been working behind the scenes to have Australian him free. Sean Turnell remains in legal limbo in Myanmar four months after he was first detained in a widespread crackdown on supporters of Aung San Suu Kyi. Professor Turnell, who was an economic advisor to the Burmese leader... Would sanctions, do you think, harm those efforts? Um, no, because I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, no matter what Australia does, they're going to convict him anyways. Uh, you know, the idea that somehow he's going to be let off is, is just, you know, I think a fantasy. Um, the reality is he was a close uh, colleague of Aung San Suu Kyi. Uh, the junta believes that he has information that connects uh, Aung San Suu Kyi to various different things, and they're going to hold him for as long as they can. Uh, I hate to say it, uh, Sean Turnell's probably going to face a long prison term. Mm, and all those people in, in jail, all those people in jail for supporting democracy feel they must be, if they know about these executions, they must be terrified. Well, I suspect that uh, many of them are. Uh, and I think that's part of the intent of the military regime. You know, they want to intimidate uh, not only uh, the people who are opposing them, but also the people they've arrested and their families. They're aiming to uh, enforce silence over the Myanmar people. And, you know, and the fact that we can't even get any sort of significant attention on Myanmar because everybody's off focused on Ukraine or somewhere else, you know, indicates once again that uh, the people of Myanmar's supposition that their lives are somehow less meaningful than everyone else's is being proven true by the international community. And that is astonishing, that's outrageous, and that's unacceptable. Uh, You know, the fact that governments are continually failing to do even the basic minimum to hold this military accountable is is shocking to me. Phil Robinson is the Deputy Asia Director of Human Rights Watch. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, catch This Week with David Lipson. He'll be taking a look at Anthony Albanese's plans to end the so-called climate wars and Europe's gas crisis. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.